Hello there everyone, welcome back to another episode of the ALM Fitness Podcast. In today's episode, we are going to talk about fat loss in 2020. And this is going to be a bit of a guide to fat loss and we're going to provide some practical tips as well as things that you perhaps should be um, you know, focusing on if, if your goal is and does happen to be fat loss uh, in the year of 2020. Now obviously it's a good time to bring this out because we're right at the beginning of the year, we're in January. Um, so this is going to be really useful and, and hopefully contain some useful tips. So first of all, I thought we would start off with evidence-based fat loss tips. What do we know is are the kind of main principles, if you like, of, of fat loss and, and that will help us actually get to where we want to be and actually lose weight? So the first one, and I'm not going to talk too much about this first one because we've kind of, if you've been listening to the podcast for a little while, you might be a bit bored of me me speaking about this because I do talk about it regularly and it is just a calorie deficit. Okay, so a calorie deficit simply means um, that we are, we're burning more calories um, than we are consuming, right? So if you, if you burn more calories than consuming, that's the kind of, you're in a bit of a calorie deficit then, right? Or, or a calorie debt to your body, if you like. And the way that your body pays that debt is it burns the fat that is on your body, right? So around your stomach and, you know, in your legs, in your arms, wherever it might be, your body is going to burn that fat for energy because you're not giving it enough energy, right? So being in a small calorie deficit is, is one way, one thing we definitely need to make sure we have that box ticked in order to, uh, to set ourselves up for fat loss in, in 2022. So Next point we're going to talk about is sleep. Now, you might not have thought this would come up, but it is an evidence-based recommendation in terms of we know that from the research that people who get more sleep and better quality sleep who are on a diet um, are much better off when it comes to the end of that diet in terms of how much fat they've lost. Now, if you were to put people in a calorie deficit who were to go um, in, you know, you would have one group of people who are in the calorie deficit of, let's say, 300 calories. So they're in a 300 calorie deficit uh, and they get lots of great sleep. So they're sleeping eight to nine hours or whatever a night, uh, getting really good sleep as well. That's good quality sleep. Uh, then you take the other group who are maybe getting really quite rubbish sleep, but they're in the same calorie deficit. So both of those groups, they would lose a similar amount of weight, right? Just because of the kind of how the, how the body works. And by being in a calorie deficit, we're going to force our body to lose weight. However, the group that sleep more and, and sleep better and versus the group that is sleep deprived, um, they would actually lose mostly fat. And the other group would lose uh, quite a considerable amount of muscle as well and, and, and um, would have a worse time of it. So by just improving our sleep quality, we can make sure that we're pretty much kind of optimizing our fat loss and, and our, we're optimizing our body for fat loss. We're priming our body for fat loss rather than just uh, you know weight loss and maybe losing a bit of muscle and not feeling so good and all of these other things. So sleeping, really, really important to focus on. Regular exercise. Now with this one, it's not necessarily something you have to do. We're going to speak about that in a moment, um, but it is going to be quite useful. Okay, It's kind of a useful tool that we've got. Again, we'll, we'll expand on that in, in, a, in a little while. And the final evidence-based tip I'm going to give you is being non-restrictive. Okay, so that means no diet that doesn't allow you to have any carbs, you know, no diets that um, restrict whole kind of food groups uh, and you can't have any of it. And all these different diets that are very restrictive. Um, the research is pretty clear that restricting people of certain food groups might work in the short term, but certainly isn't the best strategy in the long term and can end up doing more harm than good. So next point, let's get on to 
Um, talking about some of the fads, I think, is quite a useful thing to do. So some of these kind of diet things that you might have heard of on social media or whatever in the news, whatever you've seen, and how they actually work. So you may have heard of things like a no-carb diet, keto diet, paleo diet, or any other diet that promotes fat loss. These are all diets that, in the short term, may work, right? Absolutely, you know, by, by definition, that they can, they can work. Um, and you may have friends who have tried these diets and have had brilliant success, and they've had great success. Maybe they've even had success for months or even a couple of years. Um, having said that, the way that all of these different diets work, and, and I can use that as kind of an umbrella statement covering all of the diets because they all work in the exact same way, and that is through achieving a calorie deficit. So think about it. If you're on a no-carb diet, well, by cutting carbs, you're automatically cutting calories because carbs, we can tend to, humans tend to be able to eat quite a lot of carbs. You know, we quite like carbs. So therefore, we can tend to overeat on calories quite easily through carbs. Whereas if you took something like protein, it's quite hard to overeat calories on protein because it's quite filling uh, and things like that. Whereas sweets and other carbs, you can, you can eat lots of. So by going no-carbs, um, you're automatically cutting your calories right down from what your normal diet would usually be like. Keto. Keto, so only eating fat. Again, similar in the sense of no carb in that we won't be eating any carbs because it's pretty much a diet that is that is mostly or, or exclusively uh, through fats. So no carbs, you know, little, little other kind of uh, macronutrient or anything else that we might have in our diet. So simply by doing that, Again, we are just going to cut calories naturally. If you go from eating a normal kind of Western diet to going keto, of course you're going to uh, you're going to lose weight because you are you are putting yourself in calorie deficit. Most likely, you're eating less calories than you're used to. Um, paleo or any other diet for that matter that, that promotes fat loss is working in the same way. It's making it's either restricting certain food groups, which by definition, again, restricting food is going to cut your calories down. It doesn't take a, you know, a genius to work out that that's the case. But oftentimes, these diets kind of mask over and we get a bit kind of um, almost a bit infatuated with the, what, they're, what they're actually telling us and what we think they're achieving when, as a matter of fact, they're not doing anything special. Now, do, does, does having being on a keto diet, does being on a no-carb diet, all these different things, do something slightly different to your body depending on the diet you're on. Well, potentially, yes, right? There are some kind of biological mechanisms and things going on there that are, that are different if I were to go on a no-carb diet versus a, um, you know, another diet or if I were to go on carb-only diet or vegetable-only diet to a, um, a carnivore diet, for example. They're all going to have different effects on my body, right? And some effects might be positive for certain things, certain medical conditions, for example. We're not discrediting their, um, their kind of uh, use in, in those areas. However, for fat loss, purely fat loss purposes, it really doesn't matter what diet you're on. And if we know it doesn't matter what diet we're on, well, we can actually start to make things a lot more easy for ourselves in terms of still being able to eat the foods we like, but just cutting back on portion sizes and things like that. But that's conversation for another day. We're going to move on a little bit here. So the next point we're going to cover is exercise. Another thing that is obviously plays an important role, and I said we'd get back to this, plays an important role in fat loss. Now, Exercise and fat loss is pretty much, to give a, a nice analogy here, is like wearing uh, a good pair of walking boots when you're going for a hike, right? So not necessary. You can still get to the end of that hike without the walking boots, right? You can wear your kind of old trainers and still get to the end of the hike. Um, 
but it's probably going to be a lot more painful. It's not going to be as enjoyable, probably take you less time because you're in a bit of pain and you're not able to kind of traverse your surroundings as well. Um, so that is essentially the same thing as exercise and fat loss, right? It's not necessary. You can still lose fat, lose fat without uh, without exercise. You just, as we spoke about, you just have to be in a calorie deficit and you can do that through your food alone. However, exercise is a really useful tool because it allows you to burn more calories without having to cut the food down um, that, that you're doing. Now, ideally, you would do a combination of exercise and controlling your, your food intake in some way um, because that's probably going to yield you the best results because you don't have to go too extreme in one way or another, right? You don't have to do a ridiculous amount of exercise so you're tired all the time. And then same, you don't have to cut your calories back so that you're really hungry all the time, right? Finding a nice balance is a really good way of doing things. Another point we're going to talk about, and we're almost we're almost finished with this podcast here, but I did want to make it quite comprehensive, is supplements. Quickly touching on supplements, because to be honest, there's not a lot to talk about. Caffeine is pretty much the number one supplement for fat loss that you can take if you are happy to take caffeine or if you're happy to drink more coffee or whatever it is. Around about 200 milligrams is going to promote fat loss. This might depend on your body weight as well, though. Um, and it is subject to tolerance. So caffeine um, has been shown in the research to promote fat loss. But um, for people who are kind of habitual caffeine, you know, coffee drinkers, for example, and you're very, very used to uh, high levels of caffeine, it might not be as effective for you. And you might have to maybe have some time either off caffeine or having lower caffeine and then slowly ramp it back up to, to see the effect even though the effects probably won't be greatly noticeable. Um, and pretty much any other supplement that markets themselves as a fat loss supplement are a waste of money. Um, you know, you'd be better off just, just throwing that money down the drain. It really isn't, there isn't anything out there that is legal that is going to uh, effectively lose weight more so than a calorie deficit. Final point I'm going to cover is mindset. Now, there are three key words here that I'm going to kind of leave you with at the end of this podcast, which is patient, flexible, and non-judgmental. Those are the three things that we have to be if we're going to have an, uh, a successful time for fat loss in, two, 2000, in 2022. It would be being patient with your diet and being patient with yourself. Okay, it's not going to happen overnight. We need to get this kind of fad, quick fix idea out of our heads if you go for in for the, the kind of long run with this, you're going to get much, much better and much more sustainable results, which is ultimately what we all want, right? We want a new lifestyle where this the new body is is the new us rather than just a temporary fix for a you know for a week or whatever when we when we kind of look and feel good, but then we go downhill from there. So patience, flexibility, be flexible with yourself. Try not to set yourself too rigid a, a guidelines when it comes to your diet or your training or anything like that, because that is not going to help you at all. Um, and being non-judgmental. If you do slip up, if you do get things you know wrong, or if you you're not on your diet one day, or even for a week, don't judge yourself. Everyone does it. Absolutely, everyone does it. Get back on it as soon as you can after that um, and you'll be doing yourself a favour. But non-judgmental, definitely a really important one. So hopefully that's been a useful podcast, guys. I think this is the longest podcast we've ever done. Um, but it's a good one to kick the ear off with, especially if your goal is fat loss. And I hope you have taken some useful tips from this one today. And as always, we'll be back next week with another podcast. Thank you very much.